man, I don't want to waste my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this whole lockdown quarantine, you just don't, nobody knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Maybe some people do, but majority of us did yeah. not know. Yeah. Right? So I started thinking about like, if there was no next year, right? Like, what are the things that I want to do? Like, starting today, next week, next month. Like, I'd want to do things I love and what I'm passionate about. Welcome, everybody, to the Bliss Seekers podcast. Our podcast was created to inspire people to find their true purpose and follow their bliss. Check us out on Instagram at Bliss Seekers. Check us out on YouTube at The Bliss Seekers. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Make sure you hit the notification bell as well. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the show. And in today's episode, um, it's a kind of get to know each other, right? Get mm-hmm. to, so you guys, actually, you guys get to know us, uh, who we are, um, why we started this podcast, uh, you know, what we're passionate about and kind of our vision and our goals, you know, for this podcast, like where we want to go. And, uh, and, you know, we hope we can just inspire others to follow their bliss, uh, regardless of how young or how old you are, you know, it's never too late. So I'm Isaac and this is... I'm Joe. <laughs> and uh, all right. Well, um, welcome everybody again, like I said, and let's get right into it. So the realm of content creation which is basically the new form, a virtual artist, basically. Yeah. You're a virtual artist, like, and is, is, is completely changed forever, you mm-hmm. know? I might make a vlog about that, but when Joe Rogan and Ninja signed these $100 million deals, it basically said, if you're the best in this industry, right now, you're worth $100 million, mm-hmm. right? And my ultimate dream is to own an NFL franchise, mm-hmm. so... That's why I was in this previous business before, because that's the only other business I ever saw that would be able to allow me mm-hmm. to be that wealthy, right? Because I don't, I don't, I can't create an app. I'm not like super tech savvy. Obviously, you know, it took me a while to figure this out, right? Uh, but but I feel like if I can get realigned with my natural gift, like you know, you in photography, me in art mm-hmm. and speaking, and I learned <clears throat> through my last company, I have a a natural gift for speaking and and listening. I learned how to be a listener, right? So hence podcasting right so um anyways um after that i felt like wow like i can i can i can enter this industry this realm i can be creative like when you pursued your photography right by the way she's an amazing photographer you know check her out what's your uh, instagram um my instagram is jv only and on on the bio you'll see my photography instagram yeah so jv only and then you'll see her instagram on her bio so she's going to be sharing our message as bliss seekers right Mm -hmm. because we're following our bliss through her (laughs) photographs we'll be sharing our experiences and the experiences of other amazing people that we come across during our journey through the podcast and we'll also be sharing travel and other stuff through the youtube channel which is uh bliss seekers as well and we're gonna you know have an amazing journey uh but today is about getting to know each other so we got to know each other three years ago, mm-hmm. right? We clicked, we kept in touch, um, and thanks to this quarantine, mm-hmm. we're now here, right? And yeah. we're going to talk about that, right? So, I don't know, maybe share what was your quarantine experience like, or what, what when this first happened, like, you know, talk about that, like, the, yeah, you know. Well, I for me, ever ever since my birthday back in February, I'm like, I need some time alone, I need some space, you know. I thought like. I need to really figure out what I want to do for the rest of the year and mm-hmm. the year coming forward. Um, and I was working until May 30th. 
Okay. Then I got four load, um, which yeah. I have no problem with. Yeah. Um, and then I just started thinking about like, man, I freaking I need to get back to photography. I just need to start doing what I love the most and taking photos of what what fulfills me and basically follow my bliss, right? Yeah. So um, I recommitted back to doing photography, right? And I invested in a lot of gear and equipment. Um, and I started thinking about like, I really want to go start traveling again, you know? Um, not just traveling out of the country, but like being a tourist in your own city, in your own state, like how could you not be? It's just, yeah. a, it's just a better, it's, it's a good mindset to have. Right. You know what I mean? Because I figured I've taken, I've taken the Bay Area in California for granted. Right. You know I what mean, I'm saying? All of us have. I grew yeah, up here. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So it's like, I need to stop doing that because a lot of people come out here. They move out here to right. be here and live here and appreciate all the all the resources that we have. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'm like, and that like having this like plan and having these ideas just it just really excited me. And then I think I think that's that's why it attracted you to get, to reach out to me and give me a call, like, you know, talk about having a podcast and travel channel. And it just like for me, it was like alignment. You yeah. know what I mean? So I love that quote. What's that quote you say about uh, alignment? Doesn't oh, look- so Abram Hicks, um, she said it doesn't take time. It just takes alignment. Yeah. Did you hear that, guys? Uh, it doesn't take time. It just takes alignment. Yeah. You know, um, because a lot of times if we're doing something that's not our bliss, it's not our purpose, mm-hmm. it might seem like it just takes forever. It just drags on. Well, be it does because you're not passionate about it or you're not in alignment with the universe, right? And right. Then, and then so once you get into alignment with your purpose mm-hmm. and your natural gifts, I think it just goes very fast because it's kind of like it's not easy, but it seems easier because you have the energy and the excitement. Yeah, and I started reading reading a lot of books and, you know, talk about law of attraction and energy and um, we're basically vibrational beings, right? right? Like whatever you you put out there, you attract. Right. You know what I mean? And to me, I was like, I know I got some healing to do with like emotional and past traumas and stuff like that. And I did a lot of that. And also like, I was like, man, I don't want to waste my life you know what i mean yeah. and this whole lockdown quarantine you just don't nobody knew this was gonna happen yeah. maybe some people do but majority of us did yeah. not know yeah. right so i started thinking about like if there was no next year right like what are the things that i want to do like right. starting today next week next month like i'd rather do things that i love and right. what i'm passionate about so it's that's where that's where all the ideas come from yeah yeah so so during the quarantine, you uh, you decided like after you got furloughed, basically you yeah really wanted to put yeah yeah purpose. I was like man I just I've always wanted to just explore you know yeah. go explore and take photos and discover new places new people new things yeah. and um it's like to me the the world is is my playground and if we could do that and and have a, a travel channel on YouTube and you know provide value for other people too yeah. and that's and you know make a living out of that that's even better 100%. how could you not want to do that yeah. you know what i mean so but it, it all started as a obviously as, as a passion for it mm-hmm. you know what i mean so yeah that's that's cool because uh i'm very similar um you know honestly like if you would ask me in february 
you know, if you would have told me in February, like in July, I'd be starting a podcast. Yeah. I would have been like, what are you talking about? You know, because um, in order to be great at anything, you have to be all in like 100 percent. Like you can't have anything else because, you know, you could be a jack of all trades mm-hmm. or you could be a master of one. That's what I learned in my previous company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I was really just all in with the company. Like I never really watched TV. Um, and it's, it's nothing wrong with that, but I was focused, right? Like we, we had meetings, we were at the office all the time. I was not sitting at home watching YouTube, right? Like I was actually busy and out there doing stuff, traveling with the company. Um, so if you would have asked me in February, uh, or if you would have told me in February, by July, you'd be pretty much doing a 180 degree career change. Mm-hmm. You would have just invested almost $5,500 in equipment and you just started your podcast, I would have been like, what? Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy, right? I didn't even know, you know. I had heard about the Joe Rogan podcast. I had listened to a couple, like Addicted to Success uh, by Joel Brown. It was an amazing podcast. Um, I used to listen to uh, Generation V, Nimai Delgado. Nimai, man, what happened? Your podcast is awesome. So, Anyways, I started listening to podcasts when I would go to the gym, but I never thought I would be doing one myself, right? Mm. It happened. It didn't even happen to be in the quarantine. It happened like maybe uh, like two, three months ago mm. or two months ago, maybe halfway through the quarantine. I just started to get watch YouTube and I started to watch it more because I was watching it on my TV. And I just started getting into like, like you know, vloggers. And, and all of a sudden I was like, wow, this is very interesting. Like, wow, like this is pretty cool. And, you know, I think most people out there are tired of commercials. They're tired of these shows that takes too long, right? Like, I mean, people are busy. Like, no, seriously. I mean, right? They're busy. They want they want their, their content quick. Mm-hmm. They don't have an hour to sit there. They don't have 30 minutes. Right. But they do have 15 minutes. They do have, or, or maybe, you know, a podcast, obviously, that's going to be long, right? But, you know... Uh, they could listen to a podcast on the way to work. They could listen to a podcast, um, you know, when they're working out at the gym for an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for as far as like watching TV and stuff, I don't think people like want the commercials. They don't want all that stuff. They want to pick and choose, get their content, get it quick. I mean, I have cable and I pay like 130 bucks a month for like 500 channels and I watched like three, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, what the heck, right? But I'm stuck to this package because I want those three channels, right? Mm. Like, if I could just, if I could just um, pick TLC because I'm like into that 90 Day Fiance show. Oh, TLC? Uh, yeah. Dude, I don't, the, I don't remember the last time I watched TV, by the way. By the way, that's a good thing, kids. Don't yeah. watch TV if you don't, if you don't have to. But I don't watch TV, but I got hooked on this crazy show called 90 day fiance i think it's like the number one show <laughs> i heard about that yeah yeah um but you know um i actually really liked that show because i had a similar experience the first time i was married i met my wife in a different country we had this like long distance relationship for about a year mm-hmm. and then she moved to the united states and we had 90 days to get married so it was like the same thing it just wasn't filmed by mm-hmm. tlc and shown by everybody so anyways, uh, we ended up getting married. It didn't work out, but it's exactly like the whole premise of 90 Day Fiance, right? Obviously, they pick like crazy couples and like, you know. Unusual. Very yeah, unusual, unusual couples, right? Say. 
Yeah, like, you know, recently they had this guy called Big Ed or whatever, and he has, like, no neck because he has, like, he's, like, four foot eleven, like, no neck, like, looks like a penguin, kind of. And um, he met this girl from the Philippines, and she was, like, 23, and he's, like, 50-something, right? But but obviously, it's almost like you, you can't stop watching it, you know what I mean? Because it's, like, so crazy. <laughs> Anyways, I digress, right? Um, you know... And I don't even watch the show. I just DVR it and I watch mm-hmm. it when I have time. And I fast forward to the commercials. So so to me, I think, by the way, this Band-Aid, sorry, I cut my finger today when I was cooking. Um, but um, people don't want to sit there and have to watch these commercials if they don't have to. They want to pick and choose exactly, um, you know, what they want to watch. And like because of this whole quarantine, like YouTube viewership increased by 72%. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy, right? Uh, Zoom, which, um, you know, is like a a business uh, video conferencing app. Um, They only had, I think, about 10 million users in February. They have almost 400 million users now. it's a big jump. Yeah. Yeah. So the point to all that is because of this quarantine, because I got stuck watching YouTube, I realized, like, this is the future, by the way. And then now I see like almost anybody like Anthony, um, Tony Robbins is doing a podcast now. Like I thought he's been doing a podcast. I don't know. Well, I've never seen it before. Uh, this other guy, mm. Patrick, but David from Valuetainment, right? Like he's uh, he's doing the podcast and he's actually in the, he owns a company in the industry that I'm in, right? He's, it's one of our, uh, I wouldn't call them competitors, but one of the, one of the other types of companies mm. that we, that same, same thing that we do. And he's now doing podcasts, right? And and he actually has a really good um, video when Joe Rogan had just signed, talking about how man this changed the game. Like you know, he's saying that like in the next ten years, and I agree with them. You're gonna have like this Joe Rogan contract's gonna look tiny. You know what I mean? It's gonna look like dang, like that used to seem so big, but a hundred million, man. You know the Bliss Seekers, they just signed for a billion dollars with. Who? Who knows, right? YouTube or Spotify or maybe there's a new, uh, there's maybe there's a new yeah, one. Yeah, maybe there's a new Never one know. that's challenging both of them. That's right, like right. trying to find talent. So content creators are now like pro athletes, right? Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, um, you know, when the when the first NFL player signed a million dollar deal, it was like eighty something, eighty three or something. And it was like crazy. And then free agency happened in the nineties, and Reggie White signed with the Packers, and they won a Super Bowl a couple years later. Right? And they paid him like something like. 7 million or 14 million. I don't remember the exact details, but that was like huge back then. Like, whoa, like 14 million. Now people are making 30 million, 14 million a year, right? Back then, his whole entire contract, which was one of the biggest free agent contracts at that time, which seemed ridiculous, now people make double that per year, right? So that's why I'm doing this. That's why I connected with you. And that's why I believe this is the future, you know, and anybody can start like, I mean, we're here starting in this little podcast here, but man, the vision, I see us being big. I want, I see us, I see this signing a, I see us signing a billion dollar deal in the future. That's my goal. 10 years from now. Right. It's and possible. Then I, yeah. Then I can go uh, purchase an NFL team and you can go travel the world or do it, do what mm-hmm. you want to do. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of what the quarantine quarantine did for me. And I'm like, now I'm doing a complete 180 after spending almost a decade in this last career. I can feel confident. I know it's going to take time. And I know it's going to not happen overnight. But I don't feel like I'm 
making a mistake because I feel like I'm leaving one seven-figure opportunity to go into another seven-figure or maybe even eight-figure opportunity mm-hmm. or maybe ten-figure opportunity, Greater, right? Yeah. Uh, but I believe I can do better here because it's in alignment. Mm-hmm. For with, what you want. Yeah, right? what I want, my natural gifts, right? right? And uh, and so that's what kind of the quarantine did for me because now when God puts life back on play, I'm going to be doing something totally, completely different, right? And you can just see it. Like I could see it when I take pictures of myself or, you know, I just feel like I have like, they say when when a man finds his purpose, he he lights up, right? He yeah. comes alive, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like I've come alive and or woman or woman, right? Yeah. So when they say man, when they write these quotes, they talk about man in mm-hmm. general, man, woman, whatever. Humans. Humans, right? So when a human finds their purpose, <laughs> they come alive. Right? Yeah. So yeah, that's what the that's what the quarantine kind of did for me, and you know, it's I think it's exciting, right? Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. I think also um, there's there's power in sharing mm-hmm. and storytelling right and we all have a lot of stories to, to tell and you just never know who you're going to inspire out there whoever's listening you know wh- whatever story or experience that you're going to share yeah. with the rest of the world so 100 percent. they say facts tell I mean, stories sell right that's because, a good one <laughs> yeah because uh you know when you tell a story you talk to somebody's heart Mm. When you say facts, you're talking to their brain, and their brain's like, oh, whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the brain is where all the objections come from, right? But the heart, there's no objections, right? So, um, you know, I agree. Um, you know, hopefully, whoever's listening to this out there in in in, in the world, um, hopefully you love our, our content, you love our podcast, and you get inspired yourself to make a change. You know, hopefully you listen to this before... God puts play back on on the world, on life, and maybe you're not satisfied, and maybe you are not fulfilled, and maybe you are not following your purpose. I mean, it's 2020, man. It's it's a whole new decade, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not 2019 to 2020 wasn't just a new year, it's a whole new decade. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So it's a new decade and 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 if you don't feel like you're satisfied fulfilled you're like in a career you don't think really is is in alignment with who you are then i challenge you to go out there and make a change like don't just like give it all up if you have a family and stuff like that but mm-hmm. you know do what it takes like work your nine to five and then come home and spend six hours and spend some t- spend an hour of quality time with your family have dinner and then spend a couple hours building your side hustle right and eventually maybe your side hustle will become your full-time gig mm-hmm. right that's kind of that's kind of the goal here right um so let's kind of uh let's 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 go into getting to know each other a little bit more and obviously you're from the philippines right yeah yeah so uh so you came here uh i think what you said it was Year 20, 2000 2000 I was, I was 10 years old okay yeah so talk a little bit about that talk a little bit about growing up in the philippines and you know, uh, talk a little bit about like, you know, <laughs> I was a little, a little bit of a bliss chaser. Bliss chaser. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. want to, I want to put it that way. Um, yeah. You mentioned exploring earlier. Oh God, I love exploring like, and playing yeah. with my friends, going to different places. Um, so let's start with, I, I was always around family growing up, like my cousins, I have an older brother, my aunts are there and there's, there's always people around me who love me and I love as well and I always had friends so I was around people all the time mm-hmm. um one of the things that I love the most is 
waking up, you know, going outside, go play some game with my friends. This is before we started getting into video games. Right. <laughs> yeah. Before we got stuck in the house yeah. for hours, like all day, every day. Um, yeah, because I'm a, I'm a Generation X, so I still remember that. <laughs> we used to play a lot, right? Yeah. So we would go outside and go play. And it was just like a nice little connection that we had, you know, with your people your age. Um, yeah. And, you know, holidays is are, are, are a big deal out there. I remember, um, I think my favorite holiday is New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Okay. What's that like in the Philippines? Dangerous. Dangerous? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So I remember um, the last New Year's Eve that we spent there was like year 2000, right? Uh-huh. My mom didn't even let me go outside. Really? <laughs> Whoa. Like it was like all the firecrackers. It, it sounded like gunshots. It <laughs> sounded like there's a war outside oh my my, my neighborhood. Like wow. it was nonstop for That's hours. Crazy. Like you can't hear anything. And it was just like, oh man, I wish I could watch, but I was like, oh fuck, you know, I don't wanna get hurt, you yeah. know, because every year you're watching news. There's <laughs> people are always getting hurt. I shouldn't be laughing, <laughs> yeah. but. People, you know, people's ears will be blown off. Oh my hands. gosh! There's always that <laughs> one, right? Arms. Jeez, yeah. What are they using? C4 so, explosives. Dude, like I don't, I don't know what the hell they use out there. But to me, it was really exciting because we would, you know, my mom would always prepare all these kind of foods, mm-hmm. and you know, some of my cousins and my relatives would come over, and that was my favorite holiday. I miss out a lot, like this whole gathering. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I like, I like fireworks, yeah. but not when it's too dangerous but yeah. anyway um the filipino parties man you guys go hard man with the food and the food. family yeah. it's like a lot Karaoke. of people um, yeah also one of my favorite childhood moments is uh us rent like riding a bike mm-hmm. riding bikes okay. bicycles right, right. Yeah. and we would go to like different neighborhoods uh, sometimes i would get in trouble because i went too far okay. or it was too late yeah but it was exciting to me. Yeah. I was like, I want to go. I want to go somewhere else. Like, I, I'm always going to come yeah. back home. You know, that's You're home. You're following your bliss, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I've always been that type of person. Like, if I'm going to go there, I, I want to go there. Like, I don't care if someone tells me no. Like, yeah. I just, I want to be somewhere else and experience that. Right. And see it for myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. also, like, uh, growing up, I, I did see a lot of death. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. there's, like, always, like, even in our neighborhood, it's like, well, it's like every week or every two weeks, someone's always dying. Someone's passing away. Yeah. Someone's passing away. Wow. Yeah. So for me, it's like. Is it from like health or like. It could be like health related. It could be accidents. It doesn't matter. Oh, wow. So for me, it's like from an early age, I saw death. Oh, wow. People getting sick. You know, it's like looking back now, I was like, man, I must be traumatized. And I didn't even know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember also one of my favorite. Uh, Childhood memories is like us tra- traveling to go visit our relatives into a different like continent. Yeah. Or, yeah. Continent? No, there's three continents. Okay. Yeah. So we go to like a different city. So in, the like, Philippines a province. has three continents? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh, I, so, um. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's beautiful. That's... And yeah, just traveling and going to different places because like if you're stuck in a, in the same environment that's boring all yeah. the time you're like i need to grow i need to explore yeah. you know that's just that's just my personality so yeah. yeah yeah um by the way i'm super fired up to get to the philippines because uh yes. you know she's from the philippines so <laughs> yeah we're already planning to uh i don't know how long we're gonna spend out there but a month you know, a month at least right <laughs> and we're just gonna travel mm-hmm. and 
and and document the experience and yeah. i mean because i just heard the philippines is. i mean i've already seen so many <clears throat> travel vlogs and just beautiful beaches and beautiful water and stuff like that but i'm excited to go to the philippines you know yeah and also we're since we're both plant-based diet that's right um mm-hmm. last time i was there which is uh almost a year ago all i ate was you know vegetarian and vegan food by the way so they have that going on out oh, there wow. i am so excited to yeah. go back and like that's crazy finally man. there's healthier foods healthier yeah. choices you know yeah hey, let's talk about that because um i'm hispanic myself i grew up in a mexican-american mexican family my father's from mexico my mom is from texas but they're both mexican you grew up obviously in the philippines mm-hmm. but also a filipino <clears throat> family but those two cultures are not very known for the healthiest yeah, I agree. You know I, agree. I, mean? like, I agree. Like, I mean, it's good food. Don't get me wrong. I love my tacos, enchiladas, burritos, all that kind of stuff. And obviously, what's your favorite Filipino dish? Or what? What, your <laughs> what was my favorite? Yeah. yeah. Um, damn. Probably sinigang. Sinigang. Okay. Sinigang. Sinigang. You know, people joke around. I don't know. Joke around. About I say that. with a Latin accent yeah, for some reason. Sin- yeah. Sinigang. Whatever. Sinigang. It's basically like a sour soup yeah. with vegetables and they can add pork or yeah. like chicken. Yeah. Is it chicken? Or beef or something like that. Yeah. That's I, one of those. Yeah. I grew up with a half Filipino friend, best friend mm. like in high school. So when the aunties would all cook, because it was all like all Filipino women married mm. to either Filipino or a white guy, right? <laughs> um, he was like half Filipino, half white. And I remember, man, like they used to throw parties and it would be like panset and mm. lumpia, lumpia and toron and oops i just and like it was just <laughs> and uh chicken adobo and yeah I, I would literally have to roll like out of there right mm. um but yeah so were you already vegan when that no happened? this oh. was in high school oh, okay never yeah. mind. so school. i only i've only been plant-based, plant-based. A, a vegan right um for three years now um but i'm very happy about it and by the way if you don't eat plant-based we're not like those vegans that are gonna like talk smack yeah but um, I did it for health reasons because mm-hmm. um, I just was not feeling good anymore. And I still ate healthy. I never really was one of those people that drank sodas and, excuse me, like ate a lot of fast food or I never really ate bad, but I just never felt good anymore. Like I felt lethargic all the time. So I kind of did it for health reasons. But I remember growing up, my father was like the best cook in our family. Like not just like he was the cook in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, most traditional families is the wife is the cook, right? But in ours, it was a little opposite because my mom worked at Intel. She had a really good job. So my mom was making more money than my dad in the beginning. So my dad would cook a lot, right? So he still cooked even when he, when he passed her up in income. But so like we were, I mean, every time my father would cook, the whole family would come over. Like it would be like a, like a party, you know, like my dad would make like, like, like anything like bomb ass enchiladas or he would cook three types of meat per meal what yeah wow like every meal had like like we had our 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 steak dish or our beef dish our pork dish and our chicken dish right he's a master chef yeah like he was never like technically a chef but he owned a taqueria (laughs) like he he bought a taqueria back in the day and he he increased the business like eightfold like after he bought it it went eight times more business, mm-hmm. right? Because his food was that good. Mm-hmm. But he gave it up because restaurant, man, that's a, 
that's a lot of work. And it's like pretty much it becomes your life. And, you know, my mom, my sister and I, man, we were loving it because my mom would just pick up money from my dad and we take us to Disneyland. But my dad was there like 24 mm. seven. Right. So anyways, uh, you know, we would just have amazing food, but it'd be covered in cheese. We would have all kinds of meat, like just dairy and and animal products up the yin yang, but a really good food, right? And I, you know, I started to gain weight, you know, because I'll be forty three in a couple months. Doesn't look like it, no, right? No, I know I look super young. Everyone thinks We're the I'm same like, age. I don't know. I think I stopped aging at twenty six, right? Everybody thinks I'm like twenty six. It's just awesome, you know. But I just after uh, like you know my thirties, I just. Man, every time I would eat, I would just feel so sluggish and lethargic. And I'd work out. Like, and I'd eat just chicken. Like chicken, fish, shrimp, you know. I wouldn't really eat beef a lot. I rarely ate fast food. I didn't drink sodas. Like, I was never into sweets. Um, but I just never felt good, right? And, uh, you know, traditionally the Hispanic um, cuisine is not the healthiest, right? Um you know, both of my grandfathers died from diabetes, like, mm. like bad, like they died in their 50s, like young and diabetes got them. And, you know, I used to think that diabetes was my death sentence, right? That's kind of why I did eat healthy, because I saw my dad changing because my dad saw my grandfather, his dad, like literally deteriorate. They had to chop off both legs and because he had gangrene and he had to like he was in pain. I mean, I just remember him being in pain in a wheelchair and he died very young right mm. so i was like man i don't want that to happen to me mm. you know so then i started eating more like you know chicken and like healthy and i ate no fast food but i just still felt horrible like no always like no matter what i ate i was always bloated i was always tired well come to find out obviously after doing all my research and watching some documentaries and reading a couple books i was like oh well no wonder right you know, wonder. So I made the change purely because I didn't feel good, no matter what I ate. And literally, it's the best thing I ever did. I lost 35 pounds. I look younger. My hair goes faster. I'm not bloated. I'm not lethargic anymore. Most of my digestive issues, if not all of them, are completely gone. Like, I feel like I'm regenerating, mm -hmm. right? Um, so what about you? What was it what was the reason that you decided to make the switch? Exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. I <laughs> felt like crap. Really? Yeah, it's funny because you, 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 you told Crazy. us the story about your grandfathers. Yeah. Um, my father's aunt, I'm one of my, um, one of his aunts, right? I call her my grandmother too. She passed away due to diabetes complications. I remember when I was, uh, I think, five years old. I remember hearing that her leg needs to be cut off yeah and it's crazy and she was probably the sweetest the sweetest grandmother mm -hmm. she is actually the sweetest grandmother i've ever had yeah, that's crazy. and i just felt i just remember her like feeling the so much love and compassion and affection from her right and the next thing you know she's gone i yeah. and next thing you know we're attending her funeral wow and i think that's something that's always been stuck with me like it's so like with the health um, health stuff. Um, I've always carried out throughout these years. You know what I'm saying? Because this is more than 25 years ago. Yeah. Right. And 31 now. That's wow. like more than 25 years ago. So and really I always, I always remember that. Yeah. yeah. Grandmother. Um, she had these complications from diabetes, and her leg, one of her legs, I guess, had to be cut off. 
And I'm like, whoa, right? And then next thing you know, she passed away. Yeah, wow. she passed away. We attended her funeral. And it, this is what I'm saying, right? I've seen death by like a very young age, you know? Yeah. And then I remember um, living here in California and, um, you know, going to, uh, attending middle school mm-hmm. or elementary school. I, I would eat Lucky Charms in the morning. And yeah. I would always feel sleepy in yeah. class every why. morning. Yeah. Like, why? I can't even concentrate. You got I that can't... sugar crash, right? Yeah. yeah, I cannot listen at all. Like, I, I felt like, what am I doing here? Yeah. I didn't know that That's it was crazy. my it was the food I was eating. How old were you in this time? Um, Probably like 10. Yeah, 10 years old. Yeah. <laughs> You're already like, what's going on? What's wrong with me? I just remember feeling like crap. But, yeah. you know, at, at that age, at that time, I didn't know any better. Of course. My parents didn't know any better. Yeah. They feed me yeah. with the best of their knowledge. And I, I yeah. love my mom for that, you know. And um, even even in high school, I would go eat uh, McDonald's, McDonald's yeah. right after yeah. school. Um. I drank a lot, partied a lot, and uh, I think in my early twenties is like I was with uh, I was with one of my girlfriends, well, an ex girlfriend at that, you know, mm-hmm. my ex girlfriend now, and we decided like, hey, we need to start eating healthier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like crap. I'm th- I'm tired of drinking every weekend. Yeah, and we watched this um documentary called uh, Vegucated. Okay. On Netflix. Okay. And I was just blown away. I was blown away. And I'm like, we actually have options. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to hate on people who's not, you know, who eats meat or whatnot. Because 99% of the people I know eats meat. But yeah. it's like, I have options. Exactly. And I don't want to eat animals. Yeah. I love animals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the more you learn about it, it just yeah. seems crazy. That, yeah. It's like, do it. I don't need, I don't need another living thing to die mm-hmm. for me to survive yeah that's how i see it 100%, and yeah. yeah and that's why you know anyway um so i i started the we were vegetarians for a week <laughs> a week <laughs> there you go <laughs> i remember looking at myself in the mirror like damn i look so pale right yeah and then that's the whole fear i was just gonna <laughs> freaking wilt away and fall apart i've been vegan for three years and i'm yeah. yeah so um this is back in the early no, like 2013, 2009, 2013, right? Oh, wow. That was yeah. even before I, before I even decided. Yeah, to so I, I went, uh, I was vegetarian for like a week, right? And then I realized I need to have fish. I need to have sushi, you know, like yeah. shrimp. <laughs> the so habits, right? I, I realized, so um, being a pescatarian was easier for me. Mm-hmm. So I've been a pescatarian for like seven, eight years. Wow. Even being a pescatarian, I started slowly just eating vegetarian and vegan. Yeah. Even though I claim, oh, I'm a pescatarian because I still eat, you know, seafood here and there, even though I rarely do. Yeah. And your, from your then body on. Your adjusts. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, I've always knew in my 30s, I'm going to go vegan. Okay. So my last birthday, which is uh, five months ago now, okay. February, five okay. months ago. Five months ago. Okay. That I've been, I've been plant-based completely ever since wow, that's um, awesome. all i had High to five. do thank thank you yeah. all i had to do was give up um cheese and uh what was that one eggs okay because yeah. i gave up cheese last year already okay so i'm, I'm ready like doing it step by step kind yeah. of thing mm-hmm. and all i had to do was give up eggs it was yeah. easy because now we have vegan eggs <laughs> yeah exactly to replace i just made that. some this morning they were bomb yeah. like yeah you know um 
you know, it, I think most people like it's just the the lack of knowledge and support mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff exposure you know? i think yeah. too because uh, also you know to me it started with an intention right. i want to be healthier <clears throat> i want to yeah. live longer yeah. and wanna, i want to be able to um obviously help help my parents with, with their you know live a healthier lifestyle yeah. and it's and, funny you, you mentioned about your grandmother because the reason like I remember when I was 13 years old, like we used to have like Twinkies and Ho-Hos and Kool-Aid and all the American, you know, unhealthy stuff. And I just remember one day I was like 13 or 12 and I come home from school and all the all the sweets are gone. All the fast food is gone. Mm-hmm. All we have is iced tea and it's watered down. My mm-hmm. dad goes from cooking like with like lard to like olive oil, like just 180, right? Yeah. I guess my dad had learned somehow. I don't know if he watched something or what, but he switched it, right? Yeah. And uh, and he has a similar story because he told me the other day, he's like, I saw my dad falling apart and I didn't want to end up like that, right? So that traumatized him mm, where yeah. he said, I don't want to end up like that and I don't want my family to end up like that, right. right? So he did the best he could, like you said, because we don't blame our parents or whatever. That's all mm-hmm. they knew. Yeah. And I don't blame anybody out there who's not plant-based if they don't right. know because if you don't know, you don't know, right? But... Um, but you know, he thought he was doing the best he could for his family, but he still, he didn't realize still he was, you know, still the, the animal products in the dairy was still not good. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, uh, I, I, I listened to a podcast on addicted to success, uh, with Bruce Lipton. I don't know if you you know who he is. He sounds familiar. Is he, does he have white hair? Yeah. He's an older white guy. Yeah. Yeah. So he talks about epigenetics and I didn't know what the heck epigenetics was. I think I've heard of epigenetics. So basically the podcast, the bottom line was disease is not hereditary. It's not in your blood. It's not in your family. They said something about only 5% of diseases are hereditary. Mm, I agree. The rest is diet and lifestyle. Right. Because that's what we inherit from our parents and our grandparents. Mm-hmm. We don't, I mean, we inherit their genes, yes. We don't inherit their diseases. We inherit the diet and lifestyle that leads to those diseases, right? So me, I can only speak for the Mexican diet, you know, you know, everything fried, every, lots of sugar, um, you know, lots of cheese and lots of animal products. Like, hello, that's a recipe for diabetes, yeah. you know, that's a recipe for obesity, mm. that's a recipe for heart attacks, right? Um, so after listening to that podcast, again, podcast, so I think I did start to do podcasts in like 2017 and um, started with addict, addict, Addicted to Success. Maybe one day uh, we'll be featured on that one, right? We will. Yeah, but, that, but yeah. I used to, man, I got so much good knowledge and information from those podcasts. And uh, by the way, if you, if you haven't listened to it, go to Addicted to Success, find the Bruce Lipton podcast interview. I think it was 2017. Man, it's going to blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Basically, the bottom line is we control our health. Yeah, I agree. And, and disease is not hereditary. It's diet and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there having the standard American diet, and isn't it crazy? The, 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 the acronym for standard American diet is SAD. <laughs> so if you have a sad diet, you're going to be sad. That's a good one. You're going to probably get sick. And then I started doing more research. And then I always learned about nutritionfacts.org and what the health. And, you know, come to find out, I'm like, dang, like pretty much we're killing ourselves by the way we eat. Like, you know, like, you know, God forbid, like, you know, we could have had a loved one 
that could have been in our lives maybe 10, 20, 30 yeah. more years if they had just only known, right? Just the switch. They, they say a plant-based diet can prevent or reverse 14 of the 15 major chronic illnesses. I agree. So 14 of the mm-hmm. 15, 14 of the 15 things that kill most people mm-hmm. can be prevented or reversed with a plant-based diet. So, yeah, I mean, coming from these cuisines, it, it's probably it's probably pretty difficult, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was very fortunate because my parents went vegan around the same time I did, which was totally random, but it helped me because I wasn't the only one in the family. I've always been the black sheep or whatever, like the one that does different things I never really wanted to do like everybody else. But I think it would have just been a lot more difficult if I was the absolute only one. I'm the only one right now. Yeah, see? so I'm not giving up on them though. Yeah, but so don't give cool. up on them. Just be the example. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? That's what I've done, you know? But like, it's crazy because supposedly the good life is like steak dinners and wine and all this. I mean, I love wine, but I haven't drank in years in a couple of years now because it doesn't, it doesn't feel good anymore. But like that's like supposedly the good life, but really that's the life that's going to kill you a lot faster, right? Mm-hmm. Where plant-based diet, no alcohol consumption, like exercise is like mm-hmm. is like really the way you should be. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, to be healthy and want to live the longest, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's the best thing I ever did. I don't know about you. I don't know how you feel. How long have you I been? I feel great. Great, yeah. I, mean, I feel great. It, you know, I, I came from... Uh, from eating uh, meat and rice for breakfast every morning. <laughs> of course, right? With an egg. Right? right? Probably. To eating oatmeal with blueberries yeah. and um, cinnamon, cinnamon powder. There you go. Put almond butter on top of that and some oat milk. Yeah. That's what I had this yeah. morning. Some little granola in there. Um, I feel great. Yeah. yeah. For and sure. You know, most people, um, one of my goals, one of my dreams is to teach people how to veganize their, their cuisine. Because you can make the same Filipino food, the same Mexican food. You just have to substitute. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. I mean, now they're getting so much better. Like before, cheese is still where they're a little behind, right? Yeah. Daya is my favorite cheese. Um, but they have vegan butter that tastes just mm, like butter. So good. Yeah, Mykonos brand. Yes. It's like amazing. It comes Love like in brand. a stick, right? Mm-hmm. They have so many good plant milks, like... Yep. Ripple. We're not sponsored by Ripple or Mykonos. Hopefully one day we will be, but like Ripple Foods, they have milk made from peas, a pea milk. I don't like to say pea milk because people are like, what? Milk from pea? I'm like, no, like green peas, P-E-A. right? Yeah, P-E-A milk, right? <laughs> so pea milk has more protein than regular milk, more calcium than regular milk, mm-hmm. right? And then you have like almond milk and oat milk Yum. now. Yum. Oat milk is Love like the milk. creamiest, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Man, you got vegan butters, you got vegan sour creams, mayonnaise, ma- vegan, vegan mayonnaise. Mayo. Like you got, so, you got. I eat vegan chorizo all the time, right? Like Beyond Meat's doing an amazing job with their yes, burgers. Thank yeah. you so much. Just egg. I don't know how the hell mm. they made something that pours like an egg, cooks like an egg, mm-hmm. out of mung beans, right? Yeah. Like, but I mean, yeah. so if you want to go plant based and vegan, it's it's not that difficult now. It's just a it's just a matter of being able to to deal with you know with just you know the the leaving the tribe you know like you know when you you know food is such a big part of community and culture and when you when you leave that you know animal product dairy Mm -hmm. the common 
customs it's almost like you're leaving the tribe right and people are like oh like you know it's like it's like you almost don't fit in anymore but i just want people to know like you're not gonna miss out like the only thing you're gonna miss out on is uh chronic disease feeling like shit all the time uh getting old very fast and uh you know maybe maybe cheese doesn't taste the best yet but Hopefully one company gets there, gets there and makes like cheese. Daya is good. D- don't get me wrong. Daya, by the way, we're not sponsored by Daya. I hope one day we will be. But Daya, they're doing it. Okay, they they did it. Like I just made this like awesome like because I used to make omelets. Like I used to eat eggs so much. I had a frittata frittata named after me. Really? It's called the Estrada frittata because my last <laughs> name is Estrada. And I literally would make this beautiful frittata that was like baked and like super thick with vegetables and cheese. And but anyways, I can do that now with just egg and diet cheese. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just made this bomb ass uh, scramble with just egg, you know, pot- uh, no, sorry, uh, just egg, uh, bell peppers, all different kinds, onions, mushrooms and diet cheese and i crumbled up making me hungry yeah sorry about that we'll get we'll (laughs) eat after this right but i i crumbled up like um the beyond meat italian spicy Mm. sausages i cooked i actually cooked those separately and they had so much freaking grease i was like this i feel like i'm cooking bacon right and uh and then i made some like uh some potatoes with like you know like garlic and all that and i was like man this is freaking bomb like i was like this is exactly like how i used to eat right yeah so People out there, like, if you want to go vegan or plant-based, um, you're not going to lose much. Just do your research. Yeah. Hit me up. Uh, like, you know, you can find substitutes, right? How like, can they find you on Instagram, by the way? Uh, Instagram, uh, it'll be Bliss Seekers, B-I-L-B-L-I-S-S-S-E-E-K-E-R-S. So Bliss Seekers. Or uh, my personal one is Future G M F U T U R like Future like the future and the letters G and M. Um, I'll probably have some other ones in the future, right? What about Vegan Legends? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, and Vegan Legends, <laughs> so many. I'm getting lost. <laughs> and you can go to if you want to go to my vegan Instagram. It's Vegan Legends. Mm. By the way, I want to eventually have a clothing line called Vegan Legends. So that's kind of where that's going to come from. But and I started the Vegan Legends just to help out my family and friends because they would ask me a million questions. And I'm mm, like, that makes sense. don't ask me questions. Just go to my Instagram. Right, I'll put everything right, right there. Right? Um, but but it's really a lot easier, guys. And don't be afraid. The only thing you're going to miss out on is the the, the sickness and the disease. And, and, and that's it. I mean, yeah, you might lose some friends, you know. Um, I don't know if uh, you. I don't well, know. honestly, if they're really your friends, you're not gonna lose them. True. They will support you. True. You know what I'm saying? You'll get some hate, but if you can yeah, deal with you, some you haters, get some you know. Negativity. I mean, yeah. I've always. I mean, my last business, I had to deal with haters and all that. But um, if you can deal with a little bit of haters, and they'll they'll get over it eventually, <laughs> right? Then then you can make the change. But like you did, like I didn't go straight vegan, like 180. I actually went pescatarian first. Because that is really the easiest, Easier, you know, because yeah. you can still go out with your friends and not be a weirdo like, oh, this, <laughs> you know, having to search the menu, right? You, yeah. can, just get, you can just get the seafood option, right? <laughs> um, and then I went vegetarian, right? Because I was like, oh, like almost anybody says I can never get rid of my cheese. Like it's always about the cheese. Yes. And by the, yeah. And by the way, there's a reason people are, love cheese so much. It's more addictive than heroin. Cause it's you straight. Know why? It's yeah. Cause it's casein, yes. sugar, 
yeah. and and salt that's all it is i was i asked like i i, I researched this question why are people addicted to cheese yeah. and then there was like a video or something an yeah. article and it's the casein yeah the casein so that yeah they, they basically i don't know if they boil it or whatever they do they 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 extract like the pure casein from the casein from the milk and then it's filled with sugar and uh, i don't know if it's sugar salt no salt fat and casein something like that like three of the most addictive but the most flavorful substances in the world so basically cheese is a drug <laughs> bottom line it's drug your kids are addicted to it that's why they want pizza over anything else right you know what mac i mean and cheese. mac and cheese right and that's why it's so hard but yeah. <clears throat> after you make the transition your something starts to change in your body right i mean cheese is addicting but if you just transition like you make slow transitions it'll be a lot easier like i think it took me maybe about a year to go full vegan mm -hmm. you know and by the way, <clears throat> vegan is a lifestyle, so I don't like to I like to say plant based because the diet is a plant based diet. Like yeah, I, I watch plant -based. vegan is like okay, now you're about the animals, you're about not wearing leather because I you know I think I still have some leather items, so I guess I'm technically not <laughs> a vegan, right? But I'm I'm trying to make that transition, and uh, I want to be full vegan because I don't want to be a hypocrite, right? Like mm -hmm. you know, but um, if you just kind of make a slow transition, it's it's just it's 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 a lot simpler than if you just try to go like 100 percent 180 degree right away you know uh vegan right yeah but, my transition took a while to almost a decade to be honest that's right? pretty cool though because because yeah. i started pescatarian vegetarian like in my 20s right i already knew i had intention i'm going vegan i'm pretty sure i'm going vegan in my 30s I, I shared that with someone. I don't know who, but I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going vegan yeah. in my 30s. And 31 hit, I'm like, this is it. That's awesome. I'm, you know, diving in. I wish. Plant-based diet, sorry. Yeah. Plant-based I, I wish I would have went plant-based in my 20s, man, because I had so many health issues as a mm -hmm. kid, like asthma. And I, I was just, I had a lot of health issues. And I, I honestly believe it was because of the diet. Because I was really eating traditional Mexican back then, like, you know, lard and, you know, fried and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, and we didn't know back in the 80s, you know, like my dad never really let us eat fast food, which is I don't know where he got that from. But I would have to beg my dad to take me to McDonald's. Right. But uh, I think if I would have I wish I would have gone uh, plant based earlier because I don't know if I would have been maybe healthier, or maybe more athletic. Right. Um, but I definitely wish I would have, I would have transitioned like a lot younger in, in life. Can you, know? you imagine if you we were like plant-based diet since we were born? No, but I know there's a couple people out there. Um, so Nimai Dalgado, who's a very big, uh, vegan influencer, bodybuilder. Uh -huh. He's like freaking ripped. Like his bicep looks like a freaking chickpea. Like he's like ripped. Um, he's one of the top, uh, bodybuilders is, uh, he's a IBBF or whatever they call it pro um i don't know if that's the right uh initials but he's a pro bodybuilder he's got his pro card he was raised vegetarian mm. and then he went vegan mm. a couple years ago so he has never eaten meat in his entire life mm. i mean he's had dairy uh but he's never had animal like 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 meat right and he's buff and ripped and like <laughs> you know looks like what you would consider like a meat eater to look mm -hmm. like right and he was he's he was raised vegetarian um but yeah i mean uh and obviously it's not hurting him you know what i mean um and uh and and honestly guys like it's 2020 like 
It's so much easier. I was going to yeah, say, yeah. it's so easy. Dude, get this. Walmart. Wal- Hello, are you guys there? Walmart is like vegan central. What? Like, yeah, I used to go to I used to go to Sprouts and Whole Foods and Costco and spend all kinds of money on trying to get like the just egg and the diet cheese. Walmart has diet cheese. Walmart has just egg. Walmart has all the vegan stuff and it's way cheaper. Okay, so, I'm taking my yeah, mom to Walmart. Yeah, so if you go to like one of the big Walmarts, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, like yeah. they'll have everything vegan there. Okay, like a super center. Yeah, the super whatever. centers, right? Yeah. So okay. if you want to try to go plant based and you don't, you can't afford the whole paycheck, aka Whole Foods, whole right? <laughs> like it's freaking ridiculous. Like I go to Whole Foods, I buy five items. I'm already like at sixty bucks. I'm like, mm. how did I spend sixty dollars, right? But uh, but yeah, Walmart has a lot of vegan stuff, so maybe they're 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 catching on, right? Yeah. Um, and they have a lot of the frozen stuff, like mm-hmm. Morningstar Farms and all that. Again, if you go plant based, try to stay away from processed food because yeah. even if it's vegan, it's still not healthy for you. And you know, there's people that eat like Oreos and all that stuff all the time. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I just had some a few days ago. Yeah. You know, I haven't yeah. had it in months, yeah. so it's okay. It's okay. Right? <laughs> so my point to that is you can be kind of an unhealthy vegan. You're, you'll be healthier than someone who has a standard American yeah. diet or a Western diet. But if you eat all processed frozen foods, then obviously that's not very healthy, right? Try to stick to whole foods, which is fruits, vegetables, mm-hmm. nuts, seeds, oatmeal, stuff like that, grains. Uh, and then throw in some you know, Beyond Beef every now and then. Throw in some vegan sausage every now and then. Um, but... And, and you know what? It's okay if you're starting and you do that because it makes it easier, right? But it, the goal is to be whole foods plant-based, which right. what does whole foods mean? It means you eat the whole food. Like, you know, with strawberries, like people used to take off, the, they take off the little green part. I eat the green part. You know, kiwi, the... The green part in strawberries? Yeah. I which eat green part? The little leaves at the end. You know how they... Oh, yeah, the leaves. The you eat that? I eat that, oh. yeah. Uh, kiwis, uh, you know how people take off the brown skin, the furry yeah, skin? I eat the too. skin. It's not tasty, but it's whole foods, right? It has a lot of nutrients. Mango skin is really good, actually. I just started eating the mango skin. And it, it's actually, no, if it's ripe, don't eat it when it's not ripe because it's kind of tough. But when the mango is super ripe, the skin for me is tasty and it has a lot of nutrients, too. So, so you're, we're going to be doing that when you go to the Philippines and other yeah, tropical yeah, countries. Yeah, I'll, fr- I'll just eat like an apple. People are going to be like, what the heck? This guy's I can't crazy. wait to take a photo yeah. of that. Yeah, but anyways, I just learned how to actually peel a mango because it was so difficult. But So like I sliced the two ends off and then in the middle I just cut around the bone and then right. you know just eat the bone. Mm. And then I cut it into like, 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 like long slivers and I eat the whole thing with the skin on. Yeah. So wash it too before. But yeah, try to go whole foods plant based. And if you if you've been thinking about it, if you're like you know you just want to make the leap, just do it and maybe transition. Like, you know, you can leave eggs in there. I mean, leave cheese. I wouldn't because I I just think dairy is worse than animal products in my opinion. Like I was reading something, they say milk is basically full of cow pus. Like, like milk is basically mainly cow pus. <laughs> And it's full of like estrogen. And, yeah. And, and I used to have a, a, a co-worker who was a cancer researcher. And through her cancer research, she said the two main causes of, of cancer are stress and estrogen. And milk is like super high in estrogen. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. hello. Right. Um, but anyways, um, you know, just transition. Maybe go pescatarian first. Maybe just start weeding out stuff. But 
but do it because I mean it's the best thing I ever did. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, that's cool that you... I I've always said I'm gonna have vegan kids. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, vegan kids and you know vegan family. Yeah, vegan wife, vegan family. There you go. That's that's the plan. <laughs> let's let's talk about dating real quick because well, I just want to mention something. We're not talking about dating because that might be a long story. But, um, <laughs> I had some trouble dating when I first went vegan. I didn't realize mm. this, but like. I never had an issue with women. It's always kind of been like something that's easy for me. And then I went Okay. Up, yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not bragging or anything, but um but then when I went vegan mm-hmm. and I would ask them to go on dates and yeah. I'd be like I'm vegan, they would like ghost me all of a sudden or uh, okay. or be like, "What?" cuz it's almost like it was the weirdest thing. Like they have to be open to plant-based food. Right, right. If they're not, it's we we. What are we gonna do? Go to a restaurant and I'm not eating or like you mm, know what I mean? Like I agree. So dates got kind of difficult and I got ghosted by a couple of chicks and I was like, what? Like this has never happened before. Now it's it's easy to attract somebody that is plant based. Like now all the women I meet, maybe they're not vegan, but they're open to it, yeah. right? And it, and I'm glad I can cook. That's a, thank you, Dad. That's another thing that I learned because if you do go plant based. You need to you need to learn how to cook, or you need to at least try in the yeah, kitchen. You know what I mean? Because because right now, unless you're going to be eating processed food all the time, like that's the one thing I think that if they can figure out. Obviously, they say if you want to become a millionaire, you got to find a need and then find a need and then and then and then solve the problem, right? Or find a problem, solve it. If someone could solve the problem that if someone wants to go vegan but they don't know how to cook, right? I mean, I know there's like some daily harvest or something like that, but you know, I was fortunate that I knew how to cook because uh, I could prepare my own meals, right? Um, um, but yeah, I mean, that's why I think it's helped me too. Because if the girl I'm dating uh, is not vegan, well, I I'll be cooking, so I'll be cooking for the both of us. So they're like, "Cool, you're gonna cook." I mean, and it tastes good, so they're like, "This is good." So then I'm cool with it, you know. And then they start to adapt, like to go more plant based, right? Um, not all of them go vegan, but when they're around me, they're vegan. You know what I mean? And then they go off and do whatever, you know, whatever. But most of the... So you're okay with that? Like dating someone who's not plant-based? Um, I'm okay with dating someone who's plant-based, but long-term... Long-term, yeah. You have to be vegan because there's going to be so many arguments with what you're going to feed your kids. Like seriously, like that's a, that's a long-term thing. Like I'm not gonna. I don't want to be getting in an argument with my wife all the time because she's giving our kids milk or cheese. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And because hey, <clears throat> again, if you're not plant based, if you're not vegan, you know what? Hey, I, I respect that. This is my choice. It's been the best thing I've ever done. But I'm not gonna allow my kids to eat something that I feel is like poisoning my yeah, kids, right? I agree. Like if you know it's like poisoning, like I'm not gonna give that to my kids. So that's a big deal when you're thinking of a long term mm-hmm. dating, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my chair, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. My chair's making all these weird noises now. Anyways, hope the mic doesn't pick that up too much. But um yeah, when you think about long term dating, like diet's important. You know what I mean? It's just like money habits. Like mm. Like, I mean, if, you, if you're if you with someone who likes to eat, like, crap and you're a healthy eater, that's not going to work. You know no. what I mean? I think even just for dating, it's like, okay, and that means we can't really eat together because we're not going to yeah. be enjoying each other's food. Yeah. You know, but fortunately for me, last girl I dated, she's already plant-based. Oh, wow. So I think, like, yeah, it, it's a start for me. But before, before all of that, 
I was the the main person. It's yeah. just mainly like eating plant based. What was that like? Was it like difficult or so di- easy for easy? Mo- well me and the girl who's plant based? Okay, no, when you weren't when you were dating people that were not plant based. Um, it was okay because yeah. I, I was I was still pescatarian. You mm, know what I'm saying? Mm. So I would eat seafood, but that yeah that that makes it. But easy. But you you got me thinking about long term stuff too now because yeah. like me transitioning to just plant-based diet that's really important yeah because if you guys yeah. plan on having children that's going to be like the main argument all the time oh, yeah it will be you know what i mean sure. you guys will be arguing all the time like what are you feeding my kids that i thought we talked about this you know what i mean when you're both the same it doesn't even matter you know what i mean you know i want to share a story real quick sure, go so ahead. when one of my friends, they were asking me, so what's your type, right? And I was like, <laughs> well, like, she has to. <laughs> well, I was like, she has to be vegan or plant, you know, plant-based diet. And then one of, one of my friends was like, what if she's a pescatarian? Oh. And I'm like, um, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, because <clears throat> I, you know, for me, it was just about dating, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, whatever. Pescatarian. Now, I've dude. been a pescatarian, yeah. you know what I'm saying, for seven years. But now, like long term, huh? Yeah. Okay. But we'll see. We'll I don't see think what da- happens. Yeah, I don't think dating matters because if you're just dating, you don't yeah, see them yeah, as long term, yeah. right? But and if then- I, if I do start to see her as long term, then what? Then that they conversation, have to at least be open to it. That conversation yeah. is going to be brought up. I think they have to be at least be open to it, and you could see yeah. if they're open to it or not. Uh, yeah. I think <clears throat> most people are not plant based. Number one, because they don't know. It's ignorance, right? Um. And that's where I was. I'm not going to blame anybody. I ate meat. I ate animal products and dairy for 39 years of my almost 43 years of life. So I'm not going to judge someone who doesn't know. So the first one is ignorance. They don't know, right? And it's so annoying when you know and someone's complaining about all their health issues and then you see them downing (laughs) freaking milk and cheese and and all these sweets and it's like hello like the reason you're freaking they have those issues because you're freaking diet right but they don't know i didn't know you know what i mean i was lost myself um so 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 that's that's like number one is like they don't know the other reason is they're stubborn they know but they don't care they don't want to change they're like you know what i love my meat I'm like, bullshit. You don't love meat. If you did, eat a fucking steak with no seasoning, like raw. Or like raw. Yeah, yeah. raw. Or right? eat a piece of chicken like raw. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. First of all, if you ate a piece of chicken raw, you'd probably kill yourself with E. coli or salmonella. Because guess what? You're eating freaking death, right? Yeah. Like you are what you eat. You eat death, you'll be you'll become death, right? Um, so number two is they're just stubborn, right? They kind of know, but they don't want to make a change, right? And uh, number three is like... Um, they just feel like they're going to lose their culture or they're going to it's going to be too difficult or they have no idea, right? But now there's so many resources and stuff and and then there's so many substitutes, right? Like I believe if people truly knew that they could still have the same type of experience, they could still have the same type of flavor, they could still have the same type of texture, but it's not going to kill them. I mean, common sense would just say I'm going to choose the thing that's not going to kill me, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, but I, I think, you know, most people, they just don't know, or they're too stubborn. Uh, a lot, you know, there's a quote that says most people would rather die than change. You know what I mean? Like, that's a true story. Like change is so difficult. Most people would rather just continue and just die because they don't want to make the change. You know well, what I, mean? I think also it's like an attachment to their identity. Like, yeah. Yeah. The culture. That, like that, I said, yeah. Yeah. Their, their identity that they grew up in and whatever they believed in. Right. 
and it's hard to let go of that identity. It's I like agree. it's almost like getting you know letting go of your ego. Yeah. In a way, right? Yeah, it's like you lose who you are almost. Yeah. Like I mean, I went through that transition too. Like, um, you know, I was all about I I, I was a self proclaimed carnivore before. Like I was like I loved like meat and all that, but. I had to listen to my body eventually, you know, I mean, and, and then that's another thing too. Maybe they're young and it's not affecting them now. That's yeah. the thing with, with diet. And that's like the, with cigarettes, alcohol and diet. If somebody would smoke one cigarette and fucking die like 10 minutes later, they're not going to be smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Right. But it takes years yep, it to up. kill you. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody would eat one freaking burger or, you know, drink a glass of milk and freaking get cancer tomorrow, they would not do it. The thing is, it's slow over time. You know, and that's why they say, because, uh, you know, in my old career, we did we did a lot of uh, long term care plans and living benefits plans. The statistic is two out of three people. So there's three people in a room. Two of them are going to have they need some form of long term care in their life over 60. Mm. So 60 is kind of like the, the age where it, all that bad eating and bad lifestyle will catch up to, you, mm. to most people. Two out of three. That's what 70, almost 70 percent of people. So two out of three people are going to, their diet and lifestyle is going to catch up to them starting at 60 and above, right? So I think that's the reason why most people are not. Number one is ignorance. Number two, it's comfort Number th- or stubbornness. Mm-hmm. Number three is like you said, they don't want to feel like they lose their culture. They're, they're going to lose their tribe, you know, because unless their whole family goes vegan with them, it, they're going to be the outcasts, you know what I mean? And then number four, they just, they don't realize that there's, they can still have the same experience, mm-hmm. just make it plant-based and be like a hundred times healthier than, than what they're eating. Man, I, honestly, for me, it has been a long journey yeah. to, to get to this point. Yeah, like I said, it all started with like having that intention of living a healthier lifestyle and just feeling good. You yeah. know, feeling, food is supposed to make you feel good. Right. It's not supposed to make you feel crappy or yeah. Sleepy or whatever, and I felt that throughout my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, something needs to change. Yeah. Then that's when I heard about you know being vegetarian and vegan and all that stuff. So the more you know, yeah. you know, you have choices. You guys, exactly. you guys have choices. Just uh, listen to your body, more importantly, and see what works for you. Yeah. And by the way, food coma. What the hell? You're going into a freaking coma. Why? Because your body does not like that food. Your body doesn't like how much you ate. Like our body tells us. Like, but just culture. Like we're accustomed. We think we're supposed to feel like that. Like imagine this. Imagine eating a huge meal that you just it was freaking bomb. And you don't feel like you're going to die 10 minutes later. Yeah. You don't feel you want to go to sleep. You actually feel energized. You actually feel like you want to go do something. That's vegan burger for me. Exactly, right? That's plant-based, right? That's vegan. So, anyways. Yeah. yeah we're we're tell, very passionate yeah, about passionate about this. <laughs> but we probably lost half of our audience right now. <laughs> All of our three subscribers. Well, honestly, we, have one and we, a half we are, thing. you know, we are staying true to ourselves yeah. and... We want to provide and share whatever knowledge and experience that we have, you know. And it's up to you guys if you want to apply that to your life. And Yeah. You know. And we just want to share it through our experience and our stories. I mean, if you're a carnivore, if you're omnivore, whatever, and that's your bliss, hey, man, go for it. You know what I mean? I'm all, I, I, you know, I'm all for that. But for me, 
And by the way, not just the health, like the animals. Like when I started to learn about how animals are treated, you know what's crazy is um, I did a debate on factory farming in 2003 for my college. Mm-hmm. And I was a carnivore. I was like straight up carnivore back then. And I had to watch these videos and I was traumatized. I literally almost went ve- vegetarian after that, right? I didn't because it was 2003. <clears throat> like it was, it would have been difficult. My whole family was like, it, it just was not, it was not feasibly possible because I was so young. My my family, everything, I would have complete, I would have had no idea. But I learned about this stuff, how the animals are treated and and. and and I think when you go plant-based too, you start to connect more with nature and animals and you start to be more compassionate, mm-hmm. right? And if you knew, if you, I wish everybody had to watch a freaking video of where that burger came from before they ate it. Mm-hmm. Like the whole process. If you, if you had to see the cows, how they're in little freaking jail cells and they're freaking, and then, you know, they're freaking slaughtered or the pigs or the dairy, the, the babies get taken away from their moms. You're eating freaking, you're drinking cow breast milk. Like, my milk doesn't come from cows. It comes from mothers, right? But if you had to literally watch that before you took that drink or that bite, I guarantee you a lot of people Education. Would, uh, yeah, a lot of... Yeah, education. Knowledge is power, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, you wouldn't make that decision. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, not only for the animals, but then our freaking environment. Mm-hmm. Like the planet is being destroyed and, you know, factory farming is one of the biggest reasons, right? I mean, if it's not for your health... If it's not for the animals, do it for your the freaking earth you live on. You know, yeah. like you're, it's not gonna be here much longer. Like they're saying, fifty more years. Something like I think they said something like, if we don't reverse what we're doing now within the next twelve years, we're gonna cause irreversible damage. Like if we, we, it's like point of no return. Unfortunately, the politicians, the people in power, um, they don't care about the future. They only care about the now and their interests now. And, uh, but if you, you know, the best way you can make a difference for, if you have children or grandchildren for their future, uh, is to at least try to be more plant-based. I'm not saying you have to go vegan, maybe cut meat down to twice a week, the weekends, or maybe just switch your milk from dairy to plant milk or whatever. If you're just 80% or more plant-based, your health, your environment, uh, you're just you'll just be a, a whole lot better, you know what I mean? Uh, but but yeah, I mean if it's I don't know. Obviously, we're passionate about this. We've been talking about this probably longer than the probably entire like podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's Love switch it. gears here, right? Um, but hey, we're following our bliss, you know what I mean? Let's talk about death. <laughs> let's talk about death. All right, no. So I just want, I just want, I don't want to talk about death, but I just want to give my. I was ready. Okay. Well, you, we can if you want to, but I just want to give you my my new view on death Mm -hmm. right because um you know when someone passes or we lose a loved one um it's causes devastation sadness and all that kind of but i learned somewhere that we don't ever die like we're spiritual beings having a human experience now what does that mean our spirit entered this earth suit let's just say and we have a a a a so many years whether it's 60 70 80 100 whatever in this earth suit but when we pass and i don't like to say death i like to say pass because we pass on into heaven or universe or whatever you want to call it we're released from our body mm-hmm. right our soul is like we like all the trauma all the pain all the all the memories gone 
because our spirit and our soul is happy. It's like it doesn't have pain. It doesn't have trauma. It's it's this beautiful energy that goes back out into whatever it is. If you're if you're Christian, it's heaven. If you're spiritual, it's the universe. If you're you know whatever, right? Um, so the sadness is because it's about us. It's not about the person that died. The person that died is happy, and they're. I believe they're not gone. They're around us in like energy, right? But it's sad for us. It's not sad for them because they, they're now released from the earth suit. They're released from all the trauma, all the pain that the, the body holds. The body holds all that, right? So my new view on death is, um, I mean, it is a sad thing and people lose loved ones. And yeah, we're not going to get to spend time with them. Like, you know, talking like a conversation like we're having now. But if, it's, if you're not thinking about you and you're thinking about them, they're released. If they were sick, they weren't having a great time on earth anyways, right? It, you know, if I mean, I think it's worse when it's like a tragic death, like an accident or they're young, you know. I, I believe it's very sad when children pass away, you know. But if they lived a life and they passed away and, you know, they, I mean, they're still there. They're free. Um, it's just because of us, because of our selfishness, because we want them around, right, that it's sad for us. Um, so I, I mean, again, I want to live as long as I can. Don't get me wrong. Right. Same here. Uh, but, I, and that's why I'm plant-based and that's why I exercise. Cause I want my experience on earth to be heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like that, they say heaven is really on earth. It's your choices. It's your, it's how successful, whatever success is to you. It's how healthy you are. Cause we only have one body. That's it. So if we abuse it and we don't treat it right, like unless they go and figure out a way to 3d print a new body part and put it in there i think they're gonna do that one day by the way i don't know if they're gonna have like a clone of us somewhere like where you go shopping you just take out that heart or that lung or whatever but we only have one life and if you treat it your 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 body well and you eat well and you have great experiences and you follow your bliss and you're in your purpose man that's gonna be like living heaven on earth Mm -hmm. right so i believe death is not it's a sad thing for the people who are around but it's not for the person who passed away and now it's a lot easier for me to accept death you know, some people think, oh, you don't have emotion. I go, no, it's not that. It's that I understand it's not about me. It's about them. And, you know, it is a sad thing. Um, but I, I'm able to accept it, I guess, a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's kind of my view. And I know you've seen a lot of death and all that. I mean, what's what what's your take on that? I grew up fearful of yeah. death. Of course, um, we, we all do. I think it's not just me. It's uh, people dying around me. So recently, I... I I rec- I realized that when it comes to death, like I have to make peace with that because yeah. reason being is um um my body, our bodies are just physical forms, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not gonna last forever, you know. And I don't know how old I'm gonna be when it's time to go, but you know, we're every single day of your life, you're aging, you're yeah. going. Yeah. So to me, that's. In a way, I'm at peace with that. You know, I'm not like thinking about, not like creating scenarios in my head, the worst things that could happen to me or my loved ones. Cause yeah. like that's just creating and attracting a lot of like unwanted energy. And I don't want to feel that way. I want right. to feel good. Right. So to me, it's it's all about living my life one, one day at a time. Cause I know this physical form is not forever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm doing my best to take care of myself and the people around me. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, that's a hundred percent true. And you know, 
Um, they say that our subconscious is formed from zero to seven, ages zero to seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think it's subconsciously probably in you that that kind of fear of, or that that anxiety of death because you saw so much as a yeah, little girl. Growing up, yeah. You know what I mean? But no one explained it to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or maybe you just saw the sadness of the people that are around. It you was, saw yeah. the so, so. Maybe, hopefully, with my perspective, or just as you start to grow, you 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 can you can kind of like see it in a different light. You know what I mean? But like subconscious is difficult because mm-hmm. um, that's another. <laughs> I don't know if it was a Bruce Lipton or if it was a uh, um, Joe Dispenza, but probably Joe. Is he him or Bruce Lipton? But they talk about the Jesuits say, give me a child from zero to seven and I'll show you the man or woman. But they, when they say man, I think I, say, heard, I heard yeah. that before. Because yeah. when, 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 when we're ages zero, when we're born to age seven, our brain is recording. Right, right. That's why you say a bad word in front of your little four-year-old mm-hmm. and the first thing they do is repeat the bad word because oh, no. they record and repeat, record and repeat, right? Yeah. So they're learning what the world is about from zero to seven. Mm-hmm. After seven... They start playing back. So it's like an answering machine Damn. that's mm-hmm. already recorded. So we, all of us have these deep subconscious issues, right? Um, so, some call it arrested development or, you know, you just don't know why you do this, but it's because something happened to you from zero to seven that traumatized you or, or imprinted in your subconscious. And it's very difficult to change. Mm-hmm. It takes awareness. It t- so the only way you can change that recording after age seven is through repetition or through hypnosis. That's it, right? So what is sports? Sports is repetition, right? So sports is like practice daily. Like that's how you become good at something. You got to just repeat because that's the only way you can develop a new skill after age seven is through repetition, right? Like this is our first podcast. Actually, it's kind of our third, but it's our first. It's going to actually get published, mm-hmm. right? But obviously, this podcast is not going to be as great as podcast number 1,000. Mm-hmm. Like 1,000, we're going to be like veterans, Repetition. like pros. Yeah, because we're going to be doing it so much, Masters. right? Right? They say it takes 10 years and 10,000 hours to master something, right? But so that is something that subconsciously was inside of you. And hopefully, I could help you and anybody out there who's kind of afraid of death to kind of Look that at, made me feel yeah. good. Thank your, you. Your your outlook on death. I appreciate yeah, that. That's so chill. Everything's perspective, right? Yeah. It's all how you look at it, right? Um, and then for me, <laughs> um, I think that the reason, because I'll be forty three this year, and I'm still single, which means I'm not married. I mean, I date, I've dated, but I, I can't really hold a relationship for too long, or I haven't been able to for you know, I think six years, seven years, longest. Uh, and I'm like almost like I don't want to get married. But I think that's because, and by the way, my parents have been married now 40, they're, they're going on 40, 45 years, mm-hmm. right? However, when I was new, when I was zero to seven, there was a lot of fighting, a lot of arguments. What what I believe is I was subconsciously programmed that marriage is fighting, suffering, like all bad, like jealousy, insecurity. So I think somewhere deep down, I'm like, arrested development as far as like what a real marriage is like because and don't get me wrong i mean my parents are amazing parents they did great they're like two peas in a pod of course they argue but they made it through like they survived but when they were first married brand new very young 
Like they had to work through it. So I was I was learning about marriage during their issues times. Not now. Like if I see them now, I would think, oh, marriage is awesome. Like whatever. So, and this is something I learned throughout my life through experience and getting to know people, learning about Arrested Development and all that kind of stuff. Podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. I think literally think that Bruce Lipton podcast literally changed my life like, like three years I ago. I need to watch it. It changed my whole perspective on everything, by the way. Um, and I hope one day I get to have Bruce Lipton on this podcast because that guy is epigenetics and all this stuff is just insane. But, um, and Joe Dispenza too. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, Joe and yeah, Joe. Yeah. Joe and Joe, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, because of the stuff I started to learn. So uh, if you're out there, man, and you have this issue that you can't seem to get rid of, it probably happened between zero to seven. That's and, crazy. Yeah. And it's going to take some. But it makes sense though. Yeah. It, it's going to take some 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 repetitions some awareness some practice it's not gonna happen overnight but you can get over it um and uh but yeah maybe some ayahuasca <laughs> I, I don't know just kidding not really Anyways, i'm doing that You're by the kidding. way uh yeah we'll have a podcast on that in the future uh but yeah so so yeah that's kind of my view on death and you know uh that's a, a little nugget for you guys on uh you know subconscious because like your subconscious it's something like 2 billion neurons or something like that. And your conscious <laughs> is like 4,000. No, literally. Damn. So you have like 4,000 fighting against 2 billion. Uh-huh. Basically, we make 80 to 90, 95. I don't know. I've heard 80 to 95% of our decisions are made subconsciously. Mm-hmm. So we're literally on autopilot through most of our life. So if you go read a self-help book, if you listen to this podcast and you wonder why you didn't change, it's because... That went into your conscious, not your subconscious. Mm -hmm. That book is not going to change the recording from zero to seven. That's going to take some repetition and some major stuff. But the first step is awareness, Mm -hmm. right? And then a new perspective on things. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to take some time and some work, right? But you can get rid of a lot of stuff, you know? Some people have a great zero to seven. So they're just naturally bred for success. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like things happen to them and it comes easier mm-hmm. because they had that 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 programming already from, from young. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Um, but yeah, so we talked about plant-based diet. We talked about our passions. We talked about our upbringings a little bit. Oh, I haven't talked about mine, but we could talk about that another time. Let's talk about travel because that's another yes. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yes. Because that's another big, big thing that we want to, um, we really want to do with our, with this podcast and with this YouTube channel and all that. But so let's talk about travel. So um, where did the, the travel bug bite you or where did your love of travel start or Tell us about that. Slash exploring. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess it's been in you since you were a kid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, right. I, I came from the Philippine islands, right. Um, I was there for 10 years of my life and, you know, I, you know, just growing up in that, the neighborhood that I grew up in, I pretty much know, knew everybody. Right, the families, my friends, everyone in yeah, that. Yeah, we compound. don't have that anymore, especially here. In, yeah, in yeah. The Bay so, Area. um, for me, it was like a, it was like a daily, everyday thing that you just go outside and play. And for us to like actually venture out, right, venture out of our city and go somewhere else, I think that's what it hit me. Like, I want to go there. Like, yeah. where, whenever, um, one of my older cousins would go to like a store, a different department store where they had to travel and 
hop on a ride, I would go with them because I want to get out of my scene. I want to okay. get I want to yeah. get out of my environment. So you so, always kind of had it. Always had it, yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah, so that that would that's the earliest thing for me and obviously as I got older, I can travel to different states. Um go to I went to Guatemala last year. Yeah, I remember that. That was pretty Antigua. awesome. Yeah. Tell tell us about that cuz I just remember like I just look at your story and next thing you know, I'm like, what? You're in Guatemala? And like, Guatemala. you're like in this little like Airbnb that yeah. was super cute. And yeah. yeah. So tell us about how so that happened. So what happened was, <laughs> yeah. um, what happened was, one of my friends, he's actually Guatemalan. Okay. So one, one day we're just talking about like traveling. Right. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, he has family in Guatemala. And then it's like, okay, let's go to Guatemala. Right. Cause his, his friends is getting, are, are getting married or what, yeah. whatever. And then, so we shook hands, right? I'm like, all right, we're going to go to Guatemala, yeah. right? So finally, months later, um, you know, I purchased my ticket to, to the dates that we're supposed to go to. He ended up not going because he had to take care of a lot of like personal oh, wow. stuff. <laughs> he had a lot of personal stuff yeah, that yeah. he was taking care of. So um, I, you know, I had like, I had hesitation because like, man, what the hell? I'm going by myself. I don't want to go by myself, right? But then again... I can go by yeah, myself, you yeah. know. I've That's asked brave. other people too. And yeah. you know what? This is an adventure for me. You know, I decided I'm going to go. Yeah. I didn't even tell my family, oh. by the way. <laughs> I think only in a, only a few people few people know in my life knew I was going out of country to to a foreign country I don't I didn't know how to speak Spanish I yeah. don't know how to speak Spanish that, that's even tougher when you don't speak the language but I have Google Translator there you go so um, that app is money by the way yeah so I went there and it was an adventure you know what I'm saying like um, I ended up like even like I met a lot of people a lot of locals and even people that moved there from the United States yeah and started living their lives <clears> there they call them expats Huh? Expats is what they call them. Is that what they call them? Yeah, like when someone leaves the United States and goes to a different country, they call them expats. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's just the United States, but expatriates. So. Oh, expatriates. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So, yeah. yeah, a lot of I met a lot of um, locals, foreigners, and um, yeah, American people, people from Europe. Um, I ate at the best places. Obviously, I was I was eating vegetarian yeah. at that time. It was all vegetarian. Yeah. Um, Vegetarian's a lot easier than vegan, that's for sure. Yeah, I even met like a bunch of Americans who were getting married, so I got invited to their to their um, yeah to To the wedding wedding day. I got invited to the wedding day and to their parties. That's awesome. This is all within ten days, by the way. Wow, hear that, guys? (laughs) If you ever want to just take off and travel on your own, just do it. I've always been a chicken not to do that. And follow your intuition and follow your gut and like decide what feels good for you yeah. you know what i'm saying and um i went to different museums i, I had a tour at the jade museum okay it was a free tour jade uh-huh. like yeah, jade also oh, like, like the, the, the mineral- mayan jade oh wow like the crystal yeah um so i drank coffee guatemalan mm. coffee it was really good it's actually coffee <laughs> it's actually the best coffee i've ever had in my yeah. life Let's put it that way. And by the way, imagine that, guys. Like, the reason we're doing this, imagine we're waking up in a different country and we're talking about, like, having Guatemalan coffee or yeah. Colombian coffee or... Guatemalan food. Yeah, or yeah. Food. yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, so I even did volunteer work for this um, organization that provides um, schooling for kids for low-income families. Wow. So I did that with them and I even 
did some volunteer work for like um, a little animal shelter because <laughs> I love cool. animals. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I did two volunteer work and uh, I partied with the American people you that I met from, yeah. you know, they're from California. It's always Americans, huh? Californians. I even went to a restaurant that, that um, they have like monthly gay parties oh, up wow. the stairs. Really? That's it's awesome. Owned, it's owned by two lesbians. Okay. The, the restaurant is called okay. Frida's. Okay. Yeah, we're going to go there someday. Right. Anyway, and I met, <laughs> I met these American, um, Americans from New York. You okay. Know, we were just like New York. partying and stuff New like York. that. Yeah. So it was definitely an adventure. Yeah. You know what I'm it, there was so many things to photograph and yeah. um I want to go back there. Yeah, I saw some some of the amazing pictures you got. That, that's awesome. I have more. Yeah, I that's good. She's got more, guys. Yeah. Um, I have more. Um yeah, that's crazy. I always I don't know why I've always been too chicken to travel by myself, but um yeah, I've heard so many amazing experiences from people who have who, yeah. have, who have taken that leap. And you know that that's what they always say like everything you've ever wanted is right outside your comfort zone, mm-hmm. right? Like to me this podcast is out of my comfort zone because I have no experience me in it. Me too. Yeah, you know, but we're doing it, you know. <laughs> and I I mean as we talk and as we go through this I just something inside of me is getting excited like yeah. you know I start visualizing stuff like and um and like I just visualize us talking and like we're talking about different countries or we're in different countries, we're in different countries. and having these experiences. And I know it's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies and unicorns, but in the end, it's like so the the industry I was in before was retirement. Right. And literally I would I met with thousands of people. We always had one question that we asked them right before we would finish the presentation. At the end, we're gathering information. We would be like, you know. What, what what are your dreams and goals in retirement? Like, that was, like, the number one question. And, you know, most people don't even think about it, right? Most people think about buying socks more than they think about their retirement, mm-hmm. right? But I would ask every single person, and I kid you not, 99.9 probably said travel. That was, like, the number one answer, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, that's so crazy. How do 99% of people... After 40, 50 years of dedicating their whole life to a job, most of them are not ever going to be able to retire, right? They don't have enough money saved. They lost tons of money. They never planned. They never did anything. But all their dreams are just to travel. Mm-hmm. And then I go, wow, what if that could be my everyday life? Yeah. Well, I don't have to wait till I'm like 70. Mm-hmm. you know. And I did travel with my previous company if you qualified, and it was pretty cool. But what about traveling like as like your career is like you know but like really getting into nitty-gritty like being able to stay longer if you're really vibing with the mm-hmm. with a place in a scenario you know what i mean and that's why i'm doing this and that's why we're doing this you know and it's like i don't know like um if you're out there listening to this podcast and just think about that like you know if you're in this career and you're you're grinding and you, you think you're doing what's good and you know, what, what, what are your dreams and goals when you retire? You know what I mean? If that ever is going to happen. And first of all, talk to somebody about that because most people never discuss their finances or even think about planning their retirement. Uh, but what if you could follow your bliss now mm-hmm. and start doing what you were going to do 50 years from now, 40 years from now, 30 years from now, Can 20 years from now? Can I tell you something? Yeah. I never believed in retirement. Yeah. Like, why do I have to wait till I'm hella old yeah. to do fun things? 
Well, retirement is just a word that employees use because they right. want to get the hell out of their job. Right, right, right. Uh, because, like because if you truly love what you're doing, you never retire. Right, exactly. Like this is never going to be retirement for 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 at least for me, mm-hmm. uh, probably for you too. Like this traveling, following mm-hmm. your bliss, and having new experiences. Creating, building, yeah. contributing. You know, eventually, probably when we have families, we're gonna have to settle down, <laughs> right? And you know, but then a podcast. That's why I love the podcast part of this mm. is because that can be done with a family like joe rogan has a family you know mm. what i mean he has kids the traveling thing that usually can normally only be done when you're single again i'm not saying that because there's plenty of families who travel you know what i mean they take their kids with them right i know it's a little more difficult but but the podcasting is what i love about that is that can be done while raising a family you know what i mean um and uh so there's many different aspects to this content creation this vision this company that we're gonna create um youtube channel all that that we can pivot you know but but yeah 99.9 percent of people say travel Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's just a generic response because when they say i I would go deeper in the question like where would you like to go they're like oh everywhere or wherever it's almost like people (laughs) are just can't wait to get the hell out of their job and get the hell out of wherever they're at because they're probably so sick of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? By then, they're just like, oh, my God, you know? And um, again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the job. And if that's your, what, is that your bliss, go for it. Like, you know, my parents are retired now in Hawaii because they worked very hard for over 40 years, each of them, right? They dedicated the best years of their lives to corporate America, but they did the right thing. And it wasn't their 401ks. It was real estate and other investments on the outside mm-hmm. that helped them have passive income where they can retire in Hawaii and they can travel whenever they want, you know? Mm-hmm. Like my parents send me like pictures from Hawaii. It's almost like a postcard every day. Hey, we're on the beach today. Hey, we're eating here today. And I'm so happy that they're vegan now or at least pescatarian. They switch around. They cheat a little bit, but they live on an island. It's yeah. very difficult to be vegan in Hawaii. Because, really? Yeah, because in Hawaii? Yeah, mm-hmm. Hawaii is like meat and seafood and all that kind of stuff at least that's what they tell me right okay i don't know it's weird because when i went there i found more vegan spots than they had ever found there's a bomb ass sushi place in hawaii it's all vegan sushi and it tastes like sushi it's like the best sushi almost like i was eating a regular sushi Mm. experience right but it was all vegan right but anyway, so they're retired. Vegan, by the way. This is vegan. There you go. Bam. Like, so yeah. they're retired because of corporate America. So again, if that's your bliss, go for it, yeah. right? Like their dream was to raise kids. It's all about their kids. It's working hard, saving money. And I think that's where my travel bug came in because ever since I was young, my parents would never buy like new cars. They wouldn't splurge on mm-hmm. stuff. They would either take us on a vacation or they'd buy a new property. Mm-hmm. That's all they did. So they would save money. They worked really hard in corporate America. Eventually, they both were making well so over practical. six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, eventually, they both were making well over six figures, and so they were able to save and invest. Yeah. And actually, my dad learned the real estate from my grandmother in Mexico. My mom was against real estate because my mom wasn't taught that. Right, my mom grew up in the projects of El Paso, so she had more of a hard knock life. Right, my dad was always taught. My grandma in Mexico owns a restaurant a grocery store she used to own a hotel like when you're in little towns like there's no jobs like the job is like you want to go break rocks in the for seven dollars a day in the freaking in the in the mountains or do you want to own a business Mm -hmm. right 
So my dad coming from a, a small town in Mexico was always had that business mindset. He worked in my grandma's store. My grandma taught him about real estate. So my dad had that entrepreneurial spirit, you know. Uh, but the reason they retired is because they spent their money on travel mm -hmm. for to give us new experiences. And I think that's where my travel bug came from. And back then it was like camping in Mexico, right? Because that's like poor middle class kind of travel, right? And going back to Mexico where my dad's from. But like nice places like Cancun, Puerto Vallarta and all that. But where my real travel bug came was when I was 19. I was a chaperone for my sister's high school. Because mm -hmm. my sister and I went to the same high school, but I'm like four years older than her. So I was already like graduated two years, but they were looking for chaperones. So they went to Europe. They went to England, France, and Italy. And it was like it was like eight, it was like four four countries or three countries, like sixteen cities. Like it was just, just crazy. Mm -hmm. Like but we saw every major touristy thing. And I think that's actually the best way to travel if you're new. Go do all the touristy stuff so that you figure out what you really like and then go back another time and just spend more time in what you really liked, right? But we went to England. We saw the Crown Jewels. We saw Big Ben. We went on the bus. Like, we went to a club in, like, London. Uh, we went to France. We went to the Opera House, the Louvre Museum, right? I saw Egyptian artifacts, like, real ones. Like, I, I saw the Mona Lisa. And then we went to, like, four or five different cities in Italy, we ate like real Italian pizzas and a five course meal. And after that trip, I was just like, man, this is awesome. Like, I just realized the world is so much bigger than mm -hmm. San Jose, the little San Jose I grew up in. Uh, and like, it just, ever since then, I just fell in love with travel. You know, I married a Swedish girl because I was traveling in Sweden to visit my best friend who was playing baseball out there. Mm -hmm. Fell in love, met the Swedish girl because of travel. Um, you know, I've been to Costa Rica, I've been to New Zealand because my brother-in-law is from New Zealand. Like, it's just amazing. You know what I mean? And so imagine, you know, that being your everyday life. Imagine you get to document it. Imagine you get to share it with the world. Mm -hmm. Imagine you get to inspire somebody. If we just inspire a few people that are sitting there miserable, or maybe you're in a good opportunity, but you just don't feel like it's you. Like, that's why when you see, like, you hear NFL players and they quit football and people are like, what's wrong with you? Like, how could you quit? Like, you had this great millions and it's because it probably wasn't their purpose. Yeah. Like, they were they were just doing it for the money. Right. And really, they were miserable. You know what I mean? So they, they actually stopped and they wanted to go do what they really want yeah. to do. Right. Um, so, again, that's my chair. I'll edit that out. Right. But. If you're doing something and it's a great opportunity, but you don't feel like it's your purpose, you feel unfulfilled, hey, man, that we're here to inspire you, you know, like our journey. Uh, and hopefully you follow us uh, throughout the journey. But uh, we're going to bring you more people who are following their bliss so you can learn and you can get bits and pieces from their story and maybe use that as a way to get out of your situation into what your bliss would be. And I don't know. So that's where my traveling thing is. Like, I got so many goals, like. You know, we want to check out that vegan spot in Greece. Greece, a uh, vegan hotel. Yeah, 100% yeah. vegan hotel. Mm -hmm. If there's any vegan hotels or whatever and you want to sponsor us to go travel to you and, and we can do a YouTube video about it, we can do a podcast about it, let us know yep. um, because we're, we're, we're going to do this and it's exciting. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and yeah, so I mean, uh, that's, that's, I think we've gone over almost everything. Um, is there anything else? Uh, well, um, I think that's pretty good for now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, I think that's good for now. Um, by the way, um, you know, this is this is who we are. So hopefully you liked us and you got to learn a little bit about uh, some stuff from us. Hopefully we inspired you a little bit. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Bliss Seekers, B-I-L-S-S-S-E-E-K-E-R-S, <laughs> right? Um, uh, go to our YouTube channel, Bliss Seekers 17. Uh, subscribe to our podcast, you know, um, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get just amazing stories of people that, uh, you know, young, old, whatever, um, following their bliss, living their purpose. Uh, we hope to inspire you to do the same thing. Um, you know, and, uh, and, uh, I'm excited, you know, this, this is just the beginning. Our vision is to be the number one, uh, travel YouTube and number one bliss seeking podcasts out there um you know i want to you know i i see us one day as having 250 million subscribers on youtube right you know maybe 100 million subscribers on our podcast you know joe rogan has 8.4 million and he just got paid 100 million dollars so let's say 10 times that maybe 84 million to 100 million that's a billion dollar contract right yeah. you know um billion. and uh, you're gonna see so many amazing pictures from joe you're gonna see some amazing videos from us you're gonna hear some amazing conversations you know coming up in our next few episodes we're gonna have some ayahuasca experiences mm -hmm. we're gonna to talk to a lady who is one of the most amazing parents i've ever met and uh we're just gonna to talk to more people you're probably gonna to get to know more of the team and we're just gonna talk about our travel experiences we're looking to go uh you know because right now you know because of the the thing that's going on, right? The quarantine, uh, it's a little difficult with travel, but we're planning trap trips to Yosemite. We're planning trips. Fort Bragg. To, yeah, Fort Bragg. Mm -hmm. We're going to teach you how to become a tourist in your own state, right? Yep. You thank Joe for that one. But, you know, it's crazy because most people, I mean, I grew up in California, <laughs> Bay Area, <laughs> lived too. in Southern California. I probably have not even seen 10% of what this amazing state mm -hmm. can share. You know, we're going to be headed to Utah because there's, beautiful national parks there arizona we're going to tour the whole entire united states and then we're going to go worldwide and we're going to share this with you guys mm -hmm. right and hey maybe one of our subscribers will get to be on the podcast mm -hmm. you know and we want to be connected with our with our listeners and we just want to inspire people and, and go out there and and help people so that's what you can expect coming up in the next few podcasts and you know thank you guys so much for tuning in uh any, anything you want to add there at the end joe um, the other thing I want to add is, um, you know, an, at a grander, uh, a bigger scale, we, we, we want to be able to help people and do a lot of uh, philanthropy work. Yes, philanthropy, so, um, 100%. That's definitely one of our goals. Thank you for, for mentioning sure. that. I apologize for not mentioning that, but we want to do philanthropy and viral philanthropy, and viral. like mm -hmm. Mr. Beast has made very popular, right? So we want to go out there. But we want to do viral philanthropy in different countries and help out people in yeah, need. You know what I mean? We want to give back. So all the sponsors that are going to help us, we're going to be giving a lot of that money away to our subscribers, mm -hmm. to people in need. We mm -hmm. just want to help people, like impact people. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, they say that it, it, it feels better to give than it does to receive, mm -hmm. honestly. like you, you think, oh, man, it's awesome. I got this beautiful gift or whatever. But when you actually give somebody something... And you see like how you actually really change that person's mm -hmm. life or, I mean, it makes you feel better. So 
We're going to be philanthropists, viral philanthropists, travel vloggers, you know, uh, podcasters. We're just going to do what makes us happy mm-hmm. every single day, what our bliss is every single day. We want to inspire you guys to go out there and follow your bliss and just, man, just make the move and show you how. And we're going to try to show you the way, show you the path or the path of others, right? From our guests in the future, you might learn something. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in and, uh, you know, we'll see you at the next one. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Our goal, as always, is to become the number one podcast in the world. And uh, make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Make sure you share this with three of your friends. And if you like our song, our intro song, please check out my good friend, uh, Maroni Silva's band, A Dead Desire, on YouTube. That song is called The Mantra. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. And as always, follow your bliss.